No, this isn't a beer. This is Jeff Goldblum's face on a koozie. <laughs> I'm just a fan of the franchise. I'm a franchise. true fan. Not. True fan. Anyway. It's part of my cosplay. Short ass episode of Ever 26. All right, start that over. It's November 26, 2014. This is Idle Thumbs 186. I'm pretty sure. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Sean Vanneman. And I'm Danielle Riendo. And this is the best episode we've ever done, by which I mean it's probably going to be reasonably short. No, it's it, not. It's going to be a full-length episode where we give thanks to you, the readers, by reading all you of your mail. How are you this? Thanks, readers. We have to, we, Jake literally has to leave in like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> yes. We got material. We're going to be good. But yeah, it's gonna be in great. the spirit of Thanksgiving here in America, we're going to give thanks by digging into the mailbag. Well, first, are there are there any game reports anyone wants to give? Because Fire I want to talk about because I really actually want to talk about um, Monument Valley again. I don't want to get back into the pricing thing because we we talked about it so much because but, it's disrespectful to gamers. <laughs> but they put out a, another new episode, mm-hmm. uh, episode which I had no idea was coming out, right? Um, in support of the Red campaign. A lot of games um, oh, yeah. did this. Yeah. Yes, there was a whole uh, red themed promo on you know for to benefit AIDS research on the uh, App Store this week, and like threes came out with an update and they made some gameplay changes and made a red color theme. But but Monument Valley actually put out a whole new um, uh, level for ninety nine cents, and it is so good. It is so good. I like. I already thought that the um, the regular Monument Valley expansion for $1.99 was good. This one is smaller, unsurprisingly, but there's a lot more in it. It's one level, but it's a very multi-stage level. Like the, the biggest levels in Monument Valley unpack to be yes. longer than multiple yeah. yes. of the, of which, the first which this, levels. Which level this 10 one of does. Monument Valley is like, yeah. it's like Monument Valley five again. times as big yeah. as, episode, as like level two or three. And the 99 cent red level for Monument Valley is like maybe the most, var- certainly the most varied single level that there's been in Monument Valley yet. And it's just really well put together. I re- it's so good. I, I was so surprised after having finished the, the $1.99 pack, um, you know, which I assumed would be either the last thing I would ever play in that game until they did a full sequel or whatever sometime later. I don't know. I assumed I wouldn't be playing any more Monument Valley anytime soon. Suddenly that just showed up in an update on my phone and it is so good. Uh, it's just a dollar. I don't want to hear anyone complaining about it. So it's, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> that was a very dad thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear anyone complaining about it. Keep it down back there. <laughs> Keep it down. <laughs> oh. so, so that's really the only thing that I, I have to talk about since last week. I really, really want to play Dragon Age Inquisition. It's killing it's me. It's really good. Because, yes, everyone says that. All these people I know <laughs> who I really like and, uh, you know, I've been playing that game. I've been talking about how good it is. All the things they've said have made it sound really good. I want to play it so badly. And I have had no time since it came out, and I will have no time for probably two weeks just because of all the various travel and projects that I'm committed to right now. If only it were, you know, on the 3DS, like Pokemon. 
I would have to buy one of those, but I guess I would. No, no, it's really, really good. Um, I've been watching my girlfriend play it obsessively, Mm -hmm. like six hours, eight hours a day. (laughs) You've been watching someone play a video game for six hours. I've been playing Pokemon while she's playing that, and it's been sure. So this is a total sensory overload for you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) It's review season, everyone! Hooray! Yeah. Um, I did every game. By the way, right now is just getting eights and nines. Everything, everything. Especially in your outlet. <laughs> everything except for Alien Isolation. It's okay. Yeah, I was just like looking today at reviews in general, and I just like could not discern between. Didn't you review yeah. Alien Isolation? No. I oh no, not. you didn't. That's I right. Did you wrote the like. I wrote the supplemental thing about how article. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of the year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but. I did want to briefly touch on Far Cry Four. Oh yeah, which I'm do. having yes, so definitely. much fun. Okay, with. Good, good, good. I'm playing it this week. Go ahead. We got rumor mail on that. You've been playing it also. No, I'm playing it this weekend. Oh okay. Um, I you know, I've not played Far Cry Two. And I know that's that makes okay. me that's a weird fi- thumb. No, that's fine. It just fine. go ahead. Um, no but worries. the characters are not terrible, which okay, was the problem with Far Cry Three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it completely embraces all the chaos you can sort of make in it. I don't think I've I've shot many things. It's more like I will use. I've you been know, blowing them up. I, well, <laughs> I've been baiting tigers and bears to eat everyone. Basically, yeah, I'm done with that. Uh, which has been really really fun. It's just you know a big chaos simulator in a beautiful you know, sort of Nepalese or Bhutan or, you know, sort of wherever. This Kirat, Kairat, I think it's Kairat, is the Mm -hmm. fictional nation. Um, And the protagonist is actually not a moron. Like, he actually has ties to the land. It's not He's not like white savior who just kind of flies in and is, you know, doing this whole thing. So it sounds like they at least somehow address some of the problems with the previous game. Learn some of their things. Yeah, learn some of their things, perhaps. And there's actually a woman character who's really cool in it, and her name is Amita, which is... Okay. Potentially a reference to a friend of Thumbs. Oh, Anita. Oh, really? Yes. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have speculated that she huh, is. Interesting. Uh, she's she's just sort of this like badass revolutionary lady, but she's also sort of a three dimensional character who cares about the people around her, so on and so forth. So it's actually I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm okay. really enjoying it as a chaos simulator. Um, you know, I haven't done too much of the story yet just because it's so much fun to just, you know, kill yeah. animals and make sure. animals kill people. So <laughs> So you don't feel weird about killing the animals in this game. It's just kinda <laughs> Not once part they of it. started trying to kill me. Okay, well that's you know? fair. Sure. I was I was a pacifist until they all tried to eat my face yep, off. So no, that's you know totally fair. You do what you gotta do. But that's mm-hmm. my very brief report from Curat. Alright. Hmm. That actually makes me more I was going to play it out of obligation to having played then i'm like okay if i play far cry 4 then i've at least played all the far cries you know i can like speak intelligently yeah. or with confidence but now i actually want to play it yeah because you don't hate but it you should because i don't know when i'm gonna have time because the next thing the next big triple a thing i want to play is definitely dragon age yeah only mm-hmm. has it on so, the ps4 and okay. it's at the house so for it um i'm just gonna go jake do you have anything I could talk about Smash Brothers, but I can hold it until next week. Oh, you know you what? what? I should also talk about talk about Smash Brothers for like a couple minutes. You might as well, because I played I played it as well today. Get your Smash out. Do we want to? Okay, so let's talk about Smash Brothers, but first, maybe we can talk about Crossy Road for a second. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk Crossy about Crossy Road? Road? Is that what you were going to say? I was going to say we we're going to talk about Crossy Road and our like App Store indulgences. I have never general. heard of Crossy Road in my. I don't know. It's what by this... the same guy who made Game of the Year. Oh, really? Twenty Blaze it. Yeah, well, I started 10, once whatever after last week's discussion yeah. of uh, Game of the Year 420 Blaze It. I realized I needed to dig into this uh, gentleman's entire oeuvre. Yeah. So <laughs> I... <laughs> I like that. There, there is not a human on the planet who does not live in France that can pronounce that word properly, I don't think. It's true. I sure can't. No. Oeuvre. 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 Yeah. Not even going to try. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. So what... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. So so explain explain what Crossy Road is because I don't know what this is. It's an endless frogger. Yeah, it's basically an endless oh, frogger. Okay, that sounds this sounds like a thing I would I could get into. Yeah, it's free. And I for as far sounds as, like a thing I'm, I'm looking for right now. Yeah, <laughs> it'll have the word get next to it. Yeah, they changed free to get. Oh. Yeah, I saw this the other day because words matter. Um. I actually, it sounded snarky, but I actually, I believe the sentence that I said, uh, Jake, I've only, I, I played it a very like specific way, but as far as I can tell things unlock reasonably, uh, like there's unlocks, but you can speed them up with purchase. Is that correct? Yes. But that stuff doesn't seem so. That stuff did not get in my face playing this game. I just sort of kept playing the game. It it does not. Yeah, though it's. I played it the way I played like desert golfing, which is just like keep playing it. Yeah, no, I mean it's. The th- okay. It's you're on a podcast. It's okay. You're. I'm trying. I'm trying to think about what to say about it because I feel like I don't know if we even talked about the game enough. Yeah, but it's an endless frogger. Is, is the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It's, but it kind of has like a blocky Minecraft aesthetic to it. Isometric. Um, yeah. the guy is moving, it's Frogger. Yeah, there's a couple extra things, like there's trains that go by, and it, it's a mix of, it's a, yeah, it's basically... You know what this looks like visually to me? This looks like how video games get sort of represented in farcical settings on television <laughs> or film. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it it's like, like that. Yeah, if sure. you're, if you're in like a... a a comedy TV show or a cartoon where people fall into the world of video games, it just oh, looks like this. Right. Where it's like, there's, right. there's, there's where it's blocky, but really high resolution. Exactly yes. right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, That's like not dissimilar from like something like Minecraft or Fez or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but this game has little, like the block will actually animate the way that a cartoon yeah, block could animate, on it and stuff. which yeah, Minecraft yeah. is but not. But yeah, so it has a bunch of characters that unlock that give you. They're mostly they mostly seem aesthetic. They'll, they'll change the presentation of the game a little bit. Like I unlocked a ghost, and the ghost glows, and then all the lights turn off. So you just have like go, you know, like your the ghost is illuminating things. Or I unlocked a unicorn, and it leaves a little rainbow trail everywhere that it goes. Uh, I unlocked a confused old man who just goes huh huh when you move him around, <laughs> and you just get those by um, you get those by obtaining a hundred gold. Which you get by just playing the game over time. Also, sometimes you'll just get a new character. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a free gift. Yeah, that's so. Oh, this is the, the uh, there's a couple of things that this game does what though. Did you get a hundred gold? Oh yeah, you can use that to buy a good gift. Yes. So the thing this, this is a live review. The thing that we've never done. Now I'm about this a jackpot game. Jackpot thing here. Yeah, you're gonna pull that. Actually, turn, can you turn your sound on? Sorry, Jake. This sounds really good. Yeah, just. Baby duck new. That was the sound of an iOS app right there. If ever there was <laughs> one. It's funny when you pull the lever on there, like give you a free gift. It makes a casino sound. Like yes. it just adopts all the paradigms of a free to play, like wholeheartedly and like transparently, which I think is really interesting. And I, I shouldn't say paradigms, but all like the sort of criticism and bullshit. Of the, yeah. The thing that okay, the Go thing, ahead, the thing that bothers me about it a little bit because it's not a big problem oh, relative no. to everything else that exists in the world of App Store games. But the thing that bothers me about it a little bit is. Buying something, waiting for something, or watching an ad to get something are presented at the exact same level in the UI, and they are presented without any text explanation. Yeah. So the first time that I earned 30 additional coins, it was because I pressed the button that I thought was the unlock new character thing, and then it showed me a trailer for some monster game. And then it's like, for watching this, you get 30 coins, and one of those shows up every 10 minutes. Oh, fuck! 
Yeah, I didn't, you, you can press just press that, that button. button and a trailer shows up. But then also, <laughs> but also oh, wow. as you engage with the game more, the frequency of gifts slows down. So it has a secret, like, covert right, of version of the energy system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but like... But the, those are aesthetic, right? Also, this game, I looked the at it... The gifts are aesthetic, though, right? They're not... Yes. I can't tell if they're gameplay. I don't think I, they are. I, I don't think that they're gameplay. I think it's a Valve model. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I, Hats. I also looked at this game and I was like, this looks like a sort of indie thing. I'll trust it enough when I turn notifications on. I've got, I haven't turned them off because I keep forgetting to. Every, like, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, five hours, one day, two days, I'll just get a little, like, bracker, bracker. <laughs> uh, Crossy Road, your gift is available. Don't forget to open the app. So, like, it does all the things that I hate. Right. But it also, <laughs> it it's, it's very, it's just polite about them. It's polite and, quote, like, air quote indie about it. And I can't tell... <laughs> I can't tell. Like, you know what I mean? It's okay. like, it's like sort of like, I, it's like, I don't know if Uncle Ron is racist or not. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, those things are like, I can't figure it out because I want to light. He's so nice. And he made, right. it's, it's, but oh. It, ha- it has all of the same stuff in it though. The, like, it's aesthetic. The difference, I guess, the difference you can make is it's aesthetic, but. But it's also just crisp and like, like, there are no banner ads. There's right. no, like, but like, it's, it's, it's competently made Plants by intelligent Zombies people. Zombies 2 or that, um, that Disney game with the bunny. Oh, um, Stack Rabbit. Yeah. It feels very much, it feels very much like, like one of those games, including the way that it's got stacked monetization options on top of it. But it is, I know that it's made by one person to few people, but a bunch of, like, it's so tough. It's tough. I don't know what, like, oh, Chris, you just got owned. I know. Mm. Um, I got 64. I like that the people on your friends list are their names and scores are emblazoned on the ground, like where their yes. high score is. So as you pass them, you see, like I passed yeah, no, Brandon it's got, Boyer. It's got a ton of stuff in it that's good. It's it's a good you know, game. You know what's funny about the way that I'm sort of apprehending this game is that because the only thing I knew about it at the point where you guys brought it up, well, I didn't even know about this, but the only thing I knew about it at the moment I started playing it was that it was made by the same guy who made game of the year 420 blaze it and so yes the i all that whole time i was just playing it just now i kept waiting for the moment where it would subvert the form somehow you're waiting or for, like, where it would reveal twist. yes yeah. exactly because i'm like oh this is the guy who made that insane thing it like in my brain i had this just running assumption any second now yeah it's gonna reveal why it's made by that guy <laughs> what's funny, and not any other guy is it what it reveals to me is that a guy went to a game jam because he just wants to make fun wacky yeah indulgent shit yes but wants also to make money yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's also like he's like a two person yes. no that, like, that, is, that is quite clear yeah, yeah. and also i he's think gentlleman my assumption was further jam, along yeah. from the fact that this does look like what i kind of described as sort of it kind of looks like the farce version of a video game a little right. bit in the way that like, if you guys saw the movie, her, the video yeah, game yeah. in that has that oh, same yeah, kind of yeah. like pushed well, aesthetic of also you know. it's called crossy road, which is a reference to flappy bird. Yes, and it has exactly. a title text. Yes. that is the flappy bird text. And it looks like what the most, it's like if someone like if flappy bird got a sponsorship yeah. and ended up in a Sprite commercial, yeah, or something. Right. And it was exactly. like, you hear like the weird yep. music and then yes. you're inside the world of Flappy Bird. It would look like Crossy Road. Yep, for sure. Yeah. His yeah. name is Andy Sum. Right. Just yeah. so we have it all. Anyway, I, I feel like we've talked Crossy Road out. Yep, for sure. Oh. But it's, an in- I mean, it's interesting to talk about. I don't know if I'm like, would sit here and recommend it that people go play it or anything like that. Sure. Um, I can't do that and actually in good faith to be honest. But it was, it's, it's very interesting to me to talk about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's very interesting to talk about. 
Do the readers have interesting things that they want us to talk about? Yeah, they do. So actually, the first reader mail Smash reviews Brothers owned. We'll talk about it next week. Is about Far Cry Four. Oh. Um, in response to we got, we actually there were a lot of responses to our Far Cry Four discussion last week, uh, which were interesting because I think they spoke to um, a different perspective than the one we had in a in a way, in a very valid worthwhile way. So Justin Peterson writes. Um, Dear Thumbs, on this week's podcast, you made several comments about the Far Cry 4 antagonist, which I'd like to respond to. Danielle said she initially incorrectly assumed the character was white, and there was some agreement with the other host that the villain doesn't look like a man of East Asian descent, with the implication that this might be problematic, with some speculation that because he is the face of the game, perhaps he was whitewashed for marketing purposes. To share a bit about my perspective, I'm a Chinese immigrant. I've lived in the U.S. for most of the past 20 years. I've never been mistaken as anything other than Chinese while living in China, but in the U.S., I've had a lot of acquaintances commented that, comment that I'm difficult to place. Many people have expressed surprise when I've told them of Chinese, many remark, remarking they didn't even realize I was Asian. While I'm definitely Han Chinese, if I'm in a crowd of Han Chinese, people say I look like part of the group, but the features that might cause people to classify me as being of East Asian descent aren't really pronounced on my visage. In other words, I look like, quote, just a normal guy. And apparently most Americans' definition of, quote, just a normal guy excludes men of East Asian descent. I look, quote, too normal to be Chinese. As someone who's been told both implicitly and directly that I don't look Asian enough, I, I have to appreciate the fact that Ubisoft chose to depict an East Asian character with features that a lot of us would describe as regular. I suspect many of the remarks which have characterized me as not Asian enough in part stem from assumptions that people develop based on the media they consume, and in media there is a tendency to exaggerate Asian facial features, especially in cartoons and video games. I think it's healthy for depictions of Asians in video games to, de to deviate from the stylized image of what many Western consumers think an Asian person ought to look like. Not every Asian video game character must be a caricature. I understand the sentiments behind your remarks regarding the way Ubisoft has chosen to depict the Far Cry 4 villain, and I'm not offended in any way, but I wanted to share my perspective as I thought you might find it interesting. Kind regards, and here I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Zheng Yi JP, P, uh, JP, I guess this is his nickname. Um, there was one more uh, Far Cry thing that I wanted to um, bring up here, uh, if I can find it. <laughs> that Well, there were a bunch, actually, that I had to do that had to do with uh, the style of dress right. of the character mm, yeah. in yeah. reference like to Hong Kong action movies. Yes. Hong Kong action movies yeah. and the way that villains in uh, many Asian movies are often uh, depicted wearing like sort of garish clothing and, and like very deliberately noticeable, you know, bright ensembles and things like that, which I thought was... All of this stuff is really challenging for me, right? Because... <sighs> I don't feel like you get to just like adopt aesthetic or like, or, um, true to life representation without going the entire way. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like that's fair. Like, I feel like, like while it's very interesting that, uh, the guy in the front of Far Cry four possibly looks like a true to life, um, East Chinese person, <clears throat> unless the game is like actually about that, unless the game actually is steeped in the politics of, or like the social truths of that region, then I don't feel like adopting that aesthetic is, like, is a badge of honor. Like maybe like I'd be probably were like a little, um, short-sighted in like just kind of glancing at it and dismissing it. But I think it's because it asks to be dismissed in its, in the creative choices that it makes. And I, again, like, I feel like if you're going to make aesthetic choices, then you have to, at least the reason you made those choices and the social facts of those choices need to be represented in the text. 
in blowing up like elephants in a fictional Nepalese country with C4 kind of is a counter argument to a like a smart like social choice so to me. I kind of disagree with you on two fronts. One is well, one, we haven't played this game, right? So we can't really, <laughs> right. we can't really And I will come back next we week. We can't really go. comment on the text. <laughs> but the other thing I'll say is, while I, I agree with you from a certain standpoint, I think we probably wouldn't be having that discussion about a similar game that was just about a white guy that didn't tackle issues of white privilege in America or sure. any of the other um, myriad political like angles one could you know, delve into with someone closer to our socioeconomic status. Like, I don't I know if I necessarily feel language, like, right. But like, I feel like that's a big argument for most of the games that like video games in general, and that they like adopt social, like social visual cues and then never actually dig into like the social truth. Definitely. But I feel like they're trying to like, yes, get into. I think that's true. Right. But I think that in general, it's much, it is less likely to see someone actually attack a particular game for not holding up that particular implied end of the bargain if it is someone who just falls into the default like, know, white like guy protagonist. To prove a negative, right? But like this is also a game made by a bunch of white people in Quebec. Right? So like if you go ahead and you make that choice as like if that's a tr- creative choice that comes from a certain school of game design, then like it's choosing to go outside of its neighborhood and make this in in like and adopt an aesthetic as opposed to like adopting an aesthetic is a different choice than subconsciously choosing one right and i feel like choosing white protagonist and putting white protagonists like nathan drake on the cover of every of every uh whatever um naughty dog what the fuck is the name of those games uncharted, uncharted. yeah uncharted game is is a thoughtless choice is a subconscious choice is a like imp, like of course he is white whereas if you go and you say look he's east asian and these are all the reasons behind of it you're stepping outside of your like of your social knowledge and saying okay we're adopting someone else's but we're only taking these parts of it and then mm-hmm. we expect to get credit for it but but what okay but or we expect to, we expect us, we expect people to consider that thoughtful let's put aside the notion of what they're expecting from us because right. i don't necessarily care what they're expecting of me right like, that's why I'm should they actually about, be actually disproportion- disagreeing with the email right like because i mean sorry go ahead chris sorry. well uh so that there was that email there was that email from the guy about the about the like sort of apparent ethnicity of the character versus like his actual ethnicity um or at least apparent ethnicity at first glance and then there were the separate comments about the like sort of implied reference to to hong kong or other asian action cinema Mm -hmm, and those those i think are slightly different things because one of them is simply about to this guy broadened representation in in i think a very utilitarian way right um and then the other is like a sort of pastiche kind of argument um, I have to say, ahead. like, not that I've, I've only played a few hours of the game and I've only encountered, you know, the villain at the beginning. Um, I think there's actually a, a something to be said here for what the cover originally looked like and what the character actually looks like in action. Like, possibly because I, I now know what the ethnicity yeah. of the character is supposed to be, but he does, he do, up close, he does look like a person of Asian descent. It doesn't see, he does not appear to be whitewashed in the actual game okay. as you're playing it. Sure. But on the cover of the game, when I first saw it, that's what kind of looked, you know, questionable yes. as to uh-huh. whether they were totally. trying to say, 
Well, and it was especially bad because it looked, in that context, it looked like a white person sitting on a, you know, right. desecrated yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddha with his hand on a person who is a person of much color. More and that's, yeah. I feel like right. that's what got me right. upset yeah. originally when right. I was and that originally colors your impressions this. of that key exactly. art forever. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I completely recognize my mistake and, you know, not like. Except when they deleted that guy. They deleted the subjective. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they kind of got stupid. rid of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game and come back in here with a tail between yeah. my legs in a week, so we can. I won't say anything more. But yeah. I do think there are. I do think the conversation is of representation is deeper than. I think it is life. too, but I don't know if the, I think a, the deeper than the utilitarian. Yes. Sure, I, sure. I definitely, I definitely, definitely, definitely agree with that. Yeah. But I do think I actually disagree with you about your the implication about sort of their right to depict that character i mean they can do whatever they want right but like that doesn't mean you're free from it doesn't like it i think there are very like hardcore critiques to be made yes i just don't think one of, of those that. critiques is it's in a game about being frivolous therefore it implicitly discounts any value that that it might otherwise have Right, like, like just because you blow up an elephant, like at no, that point I mean, just, you're just locking I mean, out. Just, all I'm right, trying to delineate right. is between choosing the representation, choose making representational choices, but not carrying the social facts with those choices. Like, is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know if it's like any more bullshit for this one game than it is for like literally every. But other I mean, that's not game. an argument, right? You can't just it's be like, kind, well, these other games do it, kind, so it's well, okay. Okay, like, you're you're right, sort of. Except that we don't generally dog every single individual game for this the way that we did last week on Far Cry 4 and I kind of regret but that I, for that I don't reason. know if I completely agree with that I mean I feel I feel like we will often go well you're like a good looking brown haired white guy again like I feel yeah. like we will often but that's all, but that's all go to that but that's it right that's like that's more because of a already, that's more I mean, of a laugh have, it off well we can have know? that conversation every single week <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm not arguing right. I'm yeah. definitely not arguing to do that don't <laughs> yeah. you, please I, I just I guess I just I guess I don't think – I guess we just disagree in in terms of how – of where the line is because I, I don't – I just – I don't think I feel as strongly about it as you do. And it's hard for me to completely like justify why in a bulletproof way I just think – I don't know. I – that's fair. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about it, I guess. Here's the... I think we have to be able to leave it there, though, because I don't yeah. think we're going to get any farther. Yeah. This seems appropriate to mention that there's a game that released this week or maybe last week called Never Alone. Right. That is actually a game made in conjunction with a native Alaskan tribe about telling the stories, like actual folklore of mm -hmm. that tribe in a video game. And that feels like an appropriate place to say, hey, this game did a pretty good job of yeah, doing that. Awesome. And actually, like, they went out of their way to present, like, an authentic thing that actually worked with pe the people, like, that mm -hmm. they were actually trying to tell their stories. So, like, there's a, a plug for how to do these yeah. things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I don't We'll come back next week because I think there's a way to make a game that is like Far Cry 4 that is actually has like good representation. Yeah. I think it might. I just am not far enough in the story, but the characters as presented thus far. Did are... you find a hang glider yet? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm in. Yeah. Fine. And I Fuck killed it, some, whatever. Killed some whatever. pigs. Fuck it. I take back everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> I just got everything down. Uh, okay. Um, let's see here. Sorry, I should have spent all that time queuing up a uh, a thing. Um, this is this is kind of an interesting comment, I guess, about the sort of free to play market and all the stuff we were talking about last week. Uh, a uh, this is a Rovio insight. 
Hey guys, I've been working at A Rovio writes. <laughs> I've been <laughs> an Angry Bird writes in. I'm not sure if this person wants me to read their name or not, so I, I just won't, just in case. Um, hey guys, I've been working at Rovio for 2.5 years as a game designer. After last week's conversation, I thought maybe you'd like to hear more about the machinations of big mobile developers such as us. Maybe you know all of this, but some readers might find it interesting. Yes, our audience expects free games, free updates, and unlimited content. That's why Rovio is desperately trying to leave premium and get into free to play, even if most of our game portfolio isn't suited for it. Just like with consoles, this holiday season is very important to us because it's when many people get a new phone. Apple gives you, Apple features you just for having Christmas crap on your game, so that's why all games have dumb Christmas crap during the season. <laughs> Updates and featuring really do give a huge spike on downloads and thus revenue, but that quickly dies off when players are done with the content. Though Angry Birds Classic is great for cross-promotion, it holds its own weight and to this day is still one of our biggest games for reasons beyond my understanding. The other Slingshot games were just not made to be the Angry Bird games that make money but were more like strategic choices. Seasons was for the hardcore Angry Birds players. Yes, they exist. Rio was for marketing reasons. Friends was an attempt at Facebook games, and so on. I know it was just hyperbole when Jake said we only put out three extra levels because it's Christmas time, but come on, Jake. We put out tw at least 20-something each time. Also, you'd be surprised how much time we spend on those goddamn things. <laughs> but yes, we're not the giving tree because we're definitely getting several things in return. Ultimately, while the whole Monument Valley thing was utter, utter bullshit because people shouldn't feel entitled to, to free premium content, I don't think having free updates plus many uh, SKUs a la Rovio is bad for consumers. Each SKU tries to offer a different experience. For example, adding Red's Mighty Feather to Classic without extra regular levels were a huge mistake. Turns out people want more of the same thing they like. If you want to deliver a different experience, another SKU is a must. Um, in conclusion, the mobile game market is a lot like Lovecraftian horror. Common human laws and interests and emotions have no validity or significance in the vast app store at large. The proof, Flappy Bird. Anyway, sorry for the very long email. It was hard to keep it brief. Hard to keep it super brief. Keep up the good work and stuff. By the way, if you ever liked Angry Birds Classic, I recommend you play Stella. I like to think that we brought Angry Birds back to its core with what we all learned. Kind of a Ms. Angry Birds, if you will. Then again, it's, I'm biased because it's the game I work on. Also, our next update will be somewhat Splunky-inspired. Cheers. Nice. So that was just a... I, there's a lot of mentioning of, of obviously their their own games in that, but it's rare to see someone from a video game company talk that much about this yeah. stuff because yep. and I feel like in our segment of the industry, either you're like a one person indie person or you never are allowed to say anything like right. that to yeah. anyone ever. So uh that was 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 worthwhile, I thought. Um I don't think like paid SKUs with free updates is bad for consumers. No, I don't either. I think we I were more talking about the sort of broad, long-term effects of some mm. of this stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't actually know if I have an opinion coming out of last week's conversation about that stuff. I, I don't really know if I do either. I was just sort of positing a lot of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel the same yeah, way. I, stuff out. I could not present you a manifesto of how this stuff could work. Um, <laughs> strange after desire you play to... every mm -hmm. Angry Birds this weekend, you will come back. With your manifesto. I was about to say this. I was about to... like. So we're all just going to go play Angry Birds this weekend, apparently? You're going to go play Stella. And apologize to this guy for saying there's only three levels in an update. <laughs> <laughs> or lady. Sir or madam. Oh, you've never looked sadder. There's like 20 levels and they're good. How are you doing on time? <laughs> I gotta get going soon. Okay. All right. It's alright though. Donnie Cousins writes, what video games get wrong about war? Hi Thumbs, long time listener, first time writer. I really enjoyed your enthusiastic talk about this war of mine last week. I haven't played it yet, but I'm following its development and I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it. One thing did catch my eye. A comment someone left on the Rock Paper Shock interview of the game. It was from a reader who had experienced firsthand the siege of the Bosnian War and how it affected his community and the people around him. He, give an, he gives an account that paints a very different picture of a city during wartime. Um, and here's, here's just the, the post. 
As someone who's actually lived in the besieged city of Sarajevo, I can tell you they portrayed some things accurately, but others not so much. First off, judging by some of the pictures in the background during the loading screen, Sarajevo is definitely the inspiration, if not the place itself. Stuff was indeed made from junk or repurposed from other less useful things. The most valuable commodity was not alcohol, but flour, coffee, beans, and powdered milk. If these were not available, people made their own substitutes. Lentil instead of beans. God, I hate lentils. All kinds of things instead of coffee. I remember my father bringing me a can of Pepsi. I looked at that thing for a week before opening and drinking it, all the while feeling sad because it was gone. There were no drunk people in those days. The other completely unrealistic thing in this game is the nighttime scavenging. People did not break into houses to steal stuff. There was a curfew in effect, and you were liable to get shot by your own soldiers thinking you were the enemy. Secondly, this game portrays people as getting colder and more selfish as the time went on. It was exactly the opposite. Everyone shared everything. People helped each other in ways they would never do today. The notion that someone stole or killed from others would be laughable. You have people on the hills shelling you with up to 3,000 shells per day. Trust me, breaking into someone's place is the last thing on your mind. You need help. You ask, others will share. Plus, the police were more effective in those days than they are today. To conclude, this game is a different view on war. There are some mostly accurate parts. Much of it is missed by a mile. Good job on trying, but until you've lived through such a thing yourself, you'll never know what it truly means to be caught in such a situation. I truly hope no one else ever does. That's the end of the comment. Um, Yeah. It's a hell of a comment. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's a really good it's punch, great. Yeah. I think it's really good. I think it's... It's yeah. really heartening that, no, it's that good that's because the experience. You, you play the game, right? And it does just feel like... It feels a lot like a survival game where... But, like, games like those are created either in a fictional, like, the road situation or a zombie situation. Yeah. So it feels like to get away from that, you make different choices. But... You do sort of ask yourselves, you ask yourself while you're playing the game, like, would I, would I do this? Would this be like right. this? And yeah. it's, it does still then run the problem still of, a great game. All of yeah. all of the decisions they're making for how to simulate this world and how to present this world are coming at it from the angle of what makes an interesting survivalist fantasy, but right. it's themed inside of real life. Right. I mean, right. It's, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, sorry, this is actually, it actually ties back to the, my criticisms of Far Cry 4 now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, in that if you make those choices of representation and then you get the social facts wrong you shouldn't do that <laughs> um, I, I could have made this something like a ha- like half-life 2 like like um city 17 sure like there's nothing fictionalize the whole thing yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you could have made this more orwellian and it still would have been really poignant i yeah. agree with that although i do think there is an implied difference in how you should receive something like far cry 4 and something like this which clearly attempts much more oh of course consciously of course. to yeah, create I, a, yeah. I think it's definitely co-opting yeah. like Capital T truth way more than something yeah, like yeah. obviously. Yeah, um, I, I also think I also am just glad to see someone trying to normalize a game with this kind of setting, even if you know there are inevitably some misfires mm-hmm. um, within it. I I it's really good to see that step being taken. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's another email about this war of mine that I thought was was nice. Liam Lambert writes, "Hey thumbs, I wanted to let you know I thoroughly enjoyed Sean's anecdotes about his time with this war of mine last week. He briefly mentioned something about the game being developed by 11-bit studios and Warchild, but Warchild is actually the game's partnered charity and is dedicated oh, cool. to providing support for children affected by war. Nice. A portion of the game's profits goes to Warchild. I thought this was a great way for a developer to convey their message both in and out of the game while also giving money to people going through shitty times." The developers have been handing out free copies of the game to pirates in an effort to spread awareness to those who might have the funds to purchase. Despite this war of mine being a net gain for humanity on a whole, there are still people on the internet intent on railing against it. I write for a small gaming review site, mostly specializing in indie coverage, and I was disheartened to learn of commenter backlash uh, towards reviews of the game. Most of said backlash was leveled at critics for pointing out the game was interesting because it portrayed war in a different way to most games, since it focuses more on the grinding hardships of war refugees rather than shooting guys in the face. That's weird that there's backlash it against sounds that like observation. 
Gigi. Is it Chris? I guess it's yeah. <laughs> Is it? I guess this wasn't a question, but I thought you guys might find it interesting. Keep up the good work and fuck Nick Brecken in his dreams. Liam Lambert. <laughs> what? In his dreams. Oh my God. In his, York, UK. In his kilo dreams. I Can, just, considering all the horribleness of humanity in the last, well, last, in the last two days. Forever. Yeah, <laughs> forever, but the last 48 hours especially, I was very heartened to hear from that comment from the person who survived in Sarajevo that like people were actually good to each other and rallied. I'm, I'm sure that's not necessarily what happens every time, but that gave me a little boost. Like, oh, yeah. not all people are shit. That's nice. Well, and I think people often actually become the best version of themselves during the worst times. I think that's sure. not right. uncommon. You hear yeah. stories about um, sort of in a style of warfare that is now nearly extinct, right? But like yeah. in World War One, and to a lesser extent World War Two, you hear a lot of things about um, sides facing off in just brutal trench combat, which is, you know, totally unforgiving. But then on Christmas or something, they shared, someone yeah. will like sing a song right. and everyone joins in. That but even, kind then, of even on a smaller level, I mean, yeah. to what you were saying, Danielle, I mean, you know, the stories that come out of Ferguson over the past 48 hours are yeah. one thing, but I, they're not telling the stories of like the neighbors who are just having big dinners together because for sure. their kids Absolutely. are home and yes. they're getting to know each other for the first time, you know, yeah. and like the fact that like people probably are going, regardless of the, like the long form narrative or the, the, meta narrative of whatever happens in Missouri, it there's no doubt that people are going to be closer there sure. as of like now. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? And I absolutely. think like there are both stories must exist. At least I hope they do. I yeah. think they do. I, I mean, mean they, they certainly they do because yeah. stories came to that effect came out of Ferguson already the last time yeah. right. it fluttered up. The woman who walked however many miles and had milk for people who were pepper sprayed like for yeah. their face and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. It's like Smash Brothers, Jake. Good humans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like Smash Brothers. Jake, what are your thoughts on this new Smash Brothers now that you've played it? What we're really gonna jump from that into Smash for real? <laughs> I don't know how else to jump from anything to anything. Okay. <laughs> and then you can are you going to Cirque du Soleil tonight? I'm gonna go to Cirque du Soleil tonight. I'm Is gonna... it at AT&T? Yes. That's cool. Exciting. Yeah. Are you in Cirque du Soleil tonight? I'm in it. Yeah. Do you dance oh, on the ribbons? I dance on the ribbons. Are no, you they're on rollerblades. It's like it's, it's like a themed thing, so they've got me in the like motorcycle cage with the that's just emitting sparklers all the time. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really good at that. I don't know if I told you that. No, you, <laughs> you that definitely out. did not. Yeah, no. Um, you neither told us nor ever demonstrated that that could be possible. Yeah, both should. Be. Other than just knocking things off the table and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the time Practice. taking two steps backwards in any circumstance, falling over. <laughs> um, I can't walk backwards. It's not allowed. Um, <laughs> Super Smash Brothers for Wii U is a good Super Smash Brothers game. Yes. Why? As somebody who's only played like an hour of every Super Smash Brothers, it's just like, oh, yeah, they're all good, I guess. They are all good. Although this one's really good. I'm kind of in the same boat, Sean. I've played probably more than you have for sure. But I could never. But Jake, and not only Jake, but other people here in this office immediately identified this Smash Brothers as better than the last Smash Brothers. And I would, I assume you're correct, but I would not know how to say why. I'm not a person who plays Smash Brothers like competitively. I can play. But you've played a lot of Smash Brothers. There's a level of Smash Brothers play that exists that is 
ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it's I still a pro play, level. Yeah, I play Smash Brothers on all of the levels with most of the items on. I mix up characters, but play as a Luigi pretty often. Um, <laughs> so I don't really, I I can't tell you the information that someone who's really into Smash Brothers could tell you, which is just like. But no, the you can timing give us the of, layman's perspective. Yeah, no, I mean, just well, the thing is, I the one that I played the most and that I enjoyed the most is the same that most people enjoyed the most, which was Super Smash Brothers Brawl on the game on the GameCube, and melee. There was melee shit on a stick. It was Sorry. melee. Um, Some Smash you are. I don't remember Brawl. You're right. Brawl's the Wii one. Um, thank you. Jeez, whatever. The GameCube one was the good one. Yes, and. You're right. I can't actually put my finger on what was going on in the Wii one that was different, but the way that the characters move just feels subtly different. The way gravity works, the way that the attack speed works, it just doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. And the one on the Wii U feels closer to the one that I liked more, which was on the GameCube. Like just, and I feel like that makes it like faster and more chaotic, or does it just make it crisper for the for you? I f- I think it's crisper. I feel like I don't actually remember enough about Brawl to remember if it was slower or not because I. The, the hugest difference in all the speed stuff was mm-hmm. the N64 one is incredibly floaty and really slow. And then once yeah. uh, I went to the GameCube, everyone falls at a way more normal yeah, platforming it speed. Amazing. Like, it's yeah. just... And uh, yeah, I don't remember if the, if the Wii one was faster or slower, but I just know that on this one, the way which characters collide with each other, the way mm-hmm. you pick up an item and it, the, the time between you picking up an item and you can use it, or the time when you've hit the ground from a failed move and you can get back up, and how you roll out of the way of things and stuff like just the feel of it all feels more like harmonious to me. But mm-hmm. I also don't know if that's just because I have hundreds of hours clocked on the GameCube version. So the yeah, funny I thing played, about yeah. oh sorry go ahead John. oh I said I played quite a bit of the GameCube version. And the one thing I do like about these games and this one in particular is how much sort of non attack time you need to manage when you're like. I'm going to charge up this attack or I'm going to block or I'm going to recover. There's sort of the microseconds in between throwing a punch or doing a move that like the sort of is, response action. Yeah. Almost. There's yeah. A, or the, sort of the state, the state or like waiting to waiting to react mm-hmm. by waiting to react. I re- literally mean like waiting 0.3 seconds. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's not, it feels very much, um, everything feels like a little less instant, but not in a slow way. If that makes sense, right? You're yeah. still doing something, but it's not just slugging each other or something. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Ju- it's not like insta reaction, like something like. Um, we've been playing a lot of. What's so funny is I think games like um, Samurai Gun, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like mm-hmm. are all in this. We've playing a lot of games like that. It feels like over the past six months, where those have zero second time almost between, like. Right, right. Samurai Gun is an extreme yeah. version of that, where it is just if you're near someone, you're trying all to attack re- them, all or you're trying to get out of the speed, way. Where yeah. this feel like, it, like, and I guess that's just like most fighting games, you know, like yeah, it's but, it's funny you bring that up because I think actually, even though I appreciate the thing you're saying and I like it a lot, I am so much better at the other same. right. I'm so much gonna, better at the Samurai be Gun point, yeah. type, like that. I will often come out like I take to that uh, well. Right. For some reason. Well, what's funny is I was playing Smash Brothers with the guy, like, with everybody after work for a little bit. And I went, fuck, I am bad. Like, I am (laughs) bad at this. Yeah. (laughs) And I walked out of the room and said, guys, I don't play Smash Brothers. And that's, like, the decision I had to make. But I made that decision because I realized, because I could see where I, I could see the gulf between where I was and where good people are. And I went, Oh, I've been in that golf before. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've, t- I've put on my trunks 
and decided to swim for that horizon. That's a that's a Dota shaped exactly gulf. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Yep. Which is actually that really... gulf is actually it's if you look to your left and your right, you see there's actually lanes. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually really healthy because it meant for me personally. My knee jerk reaction was that like I'm too old for this, or like I this is outside of my skill set, or like this is just I'm in a different phase in my life. Therefore, I could never. But having gone, like having gone into Dota the way I went, I went. Oh no! I just have to make that choice, right? And just understand you have how to, big the goal is. You either is. say I don't play Smash Brothers for you, for you. I mean, for I, I don't have the same attitude that you do about this stuff. But I feel like you're like either I'm a Smash Brothers guy now, or I don't play Smash Brothers <laughs> because I don't want to just be bad at it. I just want to be like really competent or good at something. And at right. Dota now, I'm not good. But I'm competent. Right, like, sure. It feels like being like the most... You host for- a Dota podcast. Well, I could be like example. the most forgettable guy on a corporate <laughs> softball team. Like nobody's like, that fucking guy is always fucking up. Or like, oh man, like that guy hits home runs every day. It's yeah. like, no, he just is out there in left right. field. Not like, screwing up. Not basically. screwing up. And that's why I feel like I can play Dota. But I cannot be there with. That's fair because, like, against friends who are reasonably competent at Smash Brothers, that's about where I land. Like, I don't. Right. I, I right, win right. sometimes. I lose reasonably often, but I, I occupy somewhere in the middle of of uh, people. Yeah. Like, if you and I played, if a current company played in this room right now, we played till four in the morning. I would maybe win once. Meh. Maybe. Mm. You can, you can pick up Smash Brothers quicker than you think. You can pick up the basics yeah. of it quicker than you think. So I told you about Dota. <laughs> yeah, they're not the same. Fifty but hours you can versus find, five you can hours. Find your Luigi and Dota. Yeah. You That's can true. Find I probably can. Luigi. Yeah. Um, the other, the other notable <laughs> thing, the other notable thing about this about uh, Smash Brothers for Wii U, we've talked about it before, is that they support the GameCube controller, mm. which means but you have to buy this little guy. Huh? You have to this buy, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they sell Two a hub. Yeah, because yeah. obviously yeah. the first one or. The first Explain one came out on the 64, but then the next one came out on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And then when Brawl came out on the Wii, it was fine. Everyone could still use their GameCube controllers because it has uh, GameCube ports on it because it was just two GameCubes duct taped together. <laughs> um, with the Wii U, it's not GameCube backwards compatible, so they had to put out a USB adapter that has four GameCube ports. It plugs into two USB ports, so it's just this crazy... Yeah, it's a crazy abomination, but... <laughs> Um, I accidentally ordered two, and then I was really excited about that because I found I didn't know until I opened the first box, but the Wii U has four USB it ports does. on it, which means you can plug two GameCube adapters in, which means you can have eight WaveBirds, eight wireless GameCube controllers playing Smash Brothers because the Smash Brothers supports eight players because it is in HD, which is fantastic. That It supports eight Yes. Yeah, That's why I've been accumulating all these controllers. We don't have eight. We didn't even have eight people to play. I know. It. I've got six WaveBirds here now. Seven people in Campo Santo West. <laughs> we, got, yeah, we got a couple more in the other office. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. could do it. Um, <laughs> but it's it's this is a goofy, stupid detail. But the WaveBird has always supported twelve channels, and I've always been like, I guess it's for like in your dorm or something. If someone like in your in <laughs> right. the other bedroom, if like there's. Three GameCubes all in like wireless. Your dorm frequency. at DigiPen, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who has? I was always like, who has more than four WaveBirds in a room? Oh man, I can have eight WaveBirds plugged <laughs> yes. in. I can plug in eight. Were GameCube there even controllers. games that supported eight controllers on the no, GameCube? No. It supports the the hardware but has your, twelve. It's time channels. is now, right? Jake is writing an email to Jake from twelve years ago <laughs> in the time machine, Be like, saying like, keep them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to believe what I've discovered. Maybe that's why I kept. I I you have, always knew this. They would. 
I have another wave bird at home. I bought four platinum wave birds when, like, when I was. I bought the platinum ones because they were like right at the end of the life of the GameCube. Nintendo was like, we're putting out, we're issuing them in platinum. They're a cheap version. They look nicer than the other ones. They look good with your Wii. I, or, I love that. You, and you came home with four. Oh, I Amazon them. You, you came, whatever. You opened the box. Yeah, and you, you quietly put them in a cabinet. And then, like, someday. A, a few days later, someday. somebody came over and was like, oh, yeah, let's play some some Brawl. And they went to get one. You're like, no, 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 I'm saving that. <laughs> no. like, and, then, and then this week, you're like, I'm saving that. No. For today. For today. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic World. Jurassic um, World. Yes. No. You produced them. <laughs> nah. When I got those, I was actually playing a lot of Smash Brothers. It was it was a justifiable purchase. But they have just been sitting collecting dust in a drawer for, like, for years. They They came out for a few months. Uh, when Brawl came out, but I didn't. In really the play Toy Story it. movie that is the life of these controllers, they are <laughs> fucking stoked right now. They're oh, like so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Play with us. One of them's got like a squeaky left trigger. Being like, oh, we got Dr Pepper in there in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I I wish that I had more to I say. Oh, I guess yeah. the yeah. other thing to say about this about this Smash Brothers game, and it holds true for the 3DS one. And Danielle, I imagine you've had the same experience. The amount of just goofy crap in this game is off the charts. It's so wonderful. Like, it is the most of, like, that's been stacking up. And that actually, it bothered me a little bit more in Brawl. Like, there was the the focus on the assist trophies and on the smash ball and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like they've now just crossed over into there is so much shit going on <laughs> that it doesn't matter. It, what, like, What it, is this shit? Like... A Nintendog pops out and licks the screen, and then... Blocking half the screen. And right. then, like, and then at the same time, someone gets a Smash Ball and becomes supercharged. But there's also, like, three additional Pokemon that are fighting for someone else. And someone's halfway through assembling a spaceship that becomes a super weapon. It's like, <laughs> and a weird man in a unitard is, like, moving the screen yep. with yeah. his hands. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Basically. But, like, all of that stuff can conceivably just be happening at the same time as up to eight people are attacking each other on screen. And it's like... The Dota metaphor is so good. <laughs> Actually, it is because except except that in, pro in professional Smash Brothers, they turn all that off. Yeah, well, that's horseshit. Because it's then it's a they game gotta, of chance. Yeah, they play I, I like that they actually really fully catered to both in this. Right, that's yeah. cool though. I in mean, this edition, we should talk about that next week because I actually want to get into that a little yeah. bit because yeah. it's impenetrable to the to the to the newcomer. Right. But the thing is, I'm like, I ha the, why, there is a there's a spaniel <laughs> looking this screen. Right, but then the thing <laughs> is, if you fade up too high in the skill tree, all that stuff fades away and gets instead replaced with people who play this game like people play Street Fighter, where right. it's just down to the frame, you are just getting fucked. <laughs> and you have no idea what's happening, and it's because someone right. is just like a master of Star Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Or a master of Fox. What is it? God, that's that Pokemon. It's not Lothario, but I always think that someone. It is. <laughs> someone Pokemon Lucario. It's like, yeah, it's Lucario. Someone published an article about the evolution of the Smash Brothers metagame over the last fifteen years, or however long it's been since the N sixty four one. Oh yeah, it was maybe a year ago, like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. I can't remember, but it was February of this year, maybe. And the it was a really long article that I have not played enough Smash Brothers to warrant reading in its entirety, mm -hmm. but. The thing that was really fascinating about it was that he graphed the relative preferredness of every character in Smash Brothers from its first appearance in Smash Brothers till now. Or maybe it was just one of the Smash Brothers. I don't know, but it went for it was like a decade's worth of data. And so it ranked them all. The left side of the graph had their sort of meta rank, their popularity among competitive players mm -hmm. sorted from like one to 
30 or whatever the fuck it was. And then the right side of the graph had their current meta ranking, or at least current as of the time this article was written. And then in the middle, like in between the left and right, were lines that went up and down mm-hmm. over time, mm-hmm. showing the characters getting more popular. And like, so Fox, for example, was already, I think, decent at the beginning. And then at some point became the character that everyone knew was like really, really great and has just remained up at the top ever since. And then some characters had big dips and came back. Some like Donkey Kong languished at the bottom for a long time and then is now like a mid-tier respectable character. And you could... That's so funny to me because people are just playing them differently. Yeah, there's you no know. balance changes. Well, there's no meta that, changes. There's that, no patching. Well, there's of this me, there's game. only meta changes. I mean, there's no there's, there's no, no patch. That's what I mean. There's yes. meta changes, but there's no patching of this game that, exactly. that stimulate meta changes. Right. It is only like to do with Loma. player discovery. It's That's amazing. They player actually discovery started and patching like, and, this this particular game. So this is the first Smash Brothers game ever to have balance yeah. patches. Yes, this, and they're going that, to continue to balance patch it. I imagine. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that makes sense. That is something I'm really interested yeah, in hearing how the community reacts to it. Because until now, this has been maybe the only like modern era competitive game that is not just continually patched. Yeah. I'm increasingly getting to be all about Smash Brothers to Dota comparisons though. They actually starting there, to make there's an argument to be made clearly. because Smash Brothers <laughs> is also a game that has a fighting roster that is completely insane and unbalanced but <laughs> finds balance through players playing it. Yeah. No, no, no. I think the I think the Loma I wouldn't I mean I even I And mean, fighting games in general are like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I do think Yeah, that's 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 fair. But I mean in Smash Brothers it's, this is it's going to be the breadth the, this is, is weirder, I mean though, this I is think. a very uneducated statement I'm about to make but it seems like this game could be either the first or one of the first games that is a competitive fighting game with a continually patched code base that changes the meta. Yeah, it'll. Wait, is that not true of like Street Fighter or something? I don't think so. What do you mean? I'm well, not like, sure. The, what... thing that, the thing that's interesting about Smash Brothers, if you, if we look at it through the like, lens think, of like patch Street Fighter, to like, like change, like the, Mario Kart on yeah, the Wii U yeah, is the first game that I've really been so. aware of Nintendo doing a bunch of patch stuff, and that's like sure. now you can race as Link. Now there's new maps. That's content. Yes. They're not balance changes, though, really. Or are they? A new fighter is going to change the balance of everything, though. Yeah. yeah, but no, I'm talking about, like, okay, so, like, a, a true, like, patch notes update for something like Dota is, like, Phantom Assassin now crits for 75% right. I of guess, her thing, as opposed to 70-10. Sorry, I guess I, was, I guess I was taking 70, that, 10. I guess I was taking that for granted, sorry, yeah. and just saying that in addition to that, Smash Brothers for Wii U has the potential to be, to be patched in all of the ways that Dota is patched, including content drops and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and gameplay tweaks all but like all that stuff is going to fold into itself to create an evolving product potentially the way that it does like a a a more ongoing game of servicey type thing like a like a that's fascinating to me except that nintendo's going to charge for everything they won't charge for balance updates will they like no they no they have they'll charge for content updates though probably yeah yeah Yeah, i mean but i mean that's not that's not dissimilar to man that said had smash brothers been free and had a hat store yeah, Nintendo's, <laughs> Nintendo's back. <laughs> Fuck, you so, can never convince man, them, but that's the way you to can do dress it. Mario in a Stars and Stripes costume. It's got a big like train engineer's oh, it's hat. Amazing. It's the doofiest, funniest oh, yeah, costume. All he found that accidentally, like three seconds in, he's like, dit, dit, dit. "American Mario, done. That's all I ever play as." <laughs> you can also play as Mario dressed as Wario. 
with like the yellow overalls that's been and the purple since shirt. The N64. That's really? a classic costume. For some reason, I, like, I never encountered it until no, like, yeah, Mario this weekend. And, Mario and Wario clothes has been around, and also Easter Wario is back, which oh is the pink God. and light blue Wario. <laughs> oh. Also, oh, I love that one. Captain Falcon has also always had the pink and white costume, which is the best. I, that's like that's the only way I, play I selected as that. And then Will was yeah. like, "Oh, I see you're wearing the standard Captain Falcon costume." <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, so it, this is hard to find information for. Having no existing knowledge. All right, see you, Jake. Okay. Bye, Jake. Um, this is tough to find Have information fun. for really, really quickly. So if someone could write in who knows more about Street Fighter than any of us, um, I would be curious to know what the sort of attitude to balance is with Street Fighter because it seems like part of it is just through releasing new versions of the game, like Ultra Street right. Fighter 4 as opposed to Street Fighter 4 or whatever all the other ones are called. But it seems like they might also release occasional balance patches, but definitely not on the level of frequency that something like Dota or StarCraft yeah. does. Or like, so I would be I, curious. I keep saying Dota, but I think there's also, you could say like, you know, League of Legends and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Or again, yeah. StarCraft or, or, or any Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. Any yeah. competitive. Yeah. Anything that has, yeah. like when I say balance updates, like I'm just trying to delineate between like, not a new hero. Like, right. Like I know what Dota you mean. I know, I know exactly yeah. what like you mean. 6.2 yes. is what you I know exactly what you mean. Right. Now. right yeah. For sure. So I would be, I would be curious to hear from someone who's familiar with the fighting, hard, like competitive fighting game scene, whether that's traditionally been a factor or, in recent years has become one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so please write us in at questions at a thumbs.net. Yes. And, uh, we're ignorant. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. And if you're around a bunch of friends and family, maybe tell them about Idle thumbs. That'd be fantastic. They can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at Idle thumbs. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash Idle thumbs podcast. We're on Tumblr and we're on Facebook Twitch and Twitch. Danielle, you'll probably be streaming quite a bit, I imagine. Yeah, tonight, so. in fact, I believe. Yeah, well, not that's, that they can. Twitch.tv yes. slash Idle Thumbs. Yes. So thanks for listening. And you can go right now to the store, store.idlethumbs.net, and get 20% off orders $30 or more with the promo code COLDBLOOM. Pick up a cold bloom or four while you're there. <laughs> and if you're looking for a topical bit of Idle Thumbs to listen to with your non game playing relatives, Enjoy this upcoming stupid segment about the Jurassic World trailer. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Jake. Now I can finally tell you all the ways I'm thankful for you now that you're not here. <laughs> oh, I was going to say you should speak to his painting. Oh, my God. I would love nothing more. <laughs> Video games. Now that I'm on microphone, I can tell you I actually believe what I'm about to say. I do. I believe the thing I'm about to say. Yet. 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> I believe the next two things I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Including the first one that you just said. I mean, why fly all the Bin Ladens out of America? You can't burn steel. <laughs> That's my new tattoo. <laughs> my belly. You can in oh. Pokemon. You can burn steel. Fire types are really effective oh, against God, steel types in Pokemon. There's steel types? Yes. Are they super effective? They're super effective. It's 2x damage. So All you've right. never played Pokemon before. Oh, I yes. And now I've played 45 hours. Look at her eyes. In like a week. <laughs> her eyes look like Pikachu's eyes. <laughs> Pika! <laughs> yeah. I believe what I'm about to tell you about Jurassic World. Okay. I think there is like a like... There's one out for this movie to actually be really great. And that is? Well, two outs. And those they, are... need to, they need to like take out that bad Chris Pratt line about cooking up the they dino made, in the uh, lab. They cooked up a dino in a lab. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't cooked or up a dino just, in their life? Or they can get rid of the line, or 
they can transfer that line to Mr. DNA. That'd be totally fine. Cooked up a dino in a lab. <laughs> you know what? Actually, though, that oh, totally oh, makes sense. Dino, oh, no, 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 no. You totally figured it out. Chris Pratt talks like that because he was obsessed with the original Jurassic Park movie. Oh, oh it's my been God. 20 years. He's now, he's our age. Basically. So, wait, yeah. so Jurassic so when Park he was, was a documentary? When he was or? eight, he no. saw Jurassic Park and really thought, and he, like, got, like, indoctrinated by Dr. DNA. Maybe even Mr. DNA. Dr. DNA. It's Mr. DNA. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, it's Dr. DNA and Jurassic World. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, God. So he talks like he's that graduated. because he spent so much time being taught by Mr. DNA. Wait, that means that the story of Jurassic World is like a famous industrialist is like, I was inspired by John Hammond. Uh, that's a character from a movie. That didn't stop me. Jurassic so then, World. So based does, on the hit film Jurassic maybe Park. So where does that oh, leave? no, 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 no. Maybe the insurance company that picked up Jurassic Park from Hammond after it all went to shit, rolled off Mr. DNA as his own brand, and oh. then it, like, took over fucking <laughs> oh children's television for, like, 15 years, which is why Chris Pratt's idiot character talks like that. That's true. Oh that my is God. my theory, one. The thing that I think would actually make this movie good, there is 0.0% chance of this being a creative choice on the part of the director. You never see the dinosaur. Mm. What the, oh, the, oh. The, the one that you never see in the trailer. Oh, they never actually see it. What if it. you just don't see him forever? You never see the dinosaur. The last shot is like a little gold light in Chris Pratt's eyes as he goes, <gasps> and then the chorus, the Jurassic Park opening chorus goes, <laughs> his, and his dying Jake, words are, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they cooked up a beauty <laughs> in that lab. In that laboratory. In that lab, Jurassic World. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually, I think if you never saw the dinosaur, and it was actually, we're going to put, you know, whatever. How many people go to movies on the opening weekends? Let's say this thing opens at $85 million. I don't know what that means for people to actually go see it. Let's just say 6 million people go see this movie opening weekend. And you put 6 million people in theaters on opening weekend and you never show them the dinosaur. People will fucking talk about it. That would be amazing. That would be amazing for a movie right, like but this. What if it's a really crappy dinosaur? We design? all know it's going to be a crappy dinosaur. <laughs> we all know it's going to look like the bastard child of the original T-Rex and a fucking Godzilla Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh, right. God. It's going to look like it... Like it's something fucked a Cloverfield for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, we know that because the we know that because we the time we live in. Well, the trailer didn't show the dinosaur, but it showed a dinosaur. It showed a wacky animal leap out of the all water. the other ones looked good. That wacky the Gallimimus looked fucking cool. Yeah. The, the Stegosauruses on the on the river, the, the little river flood. Yeah, that but they that did. wacky leaper. He eats. You that mean all oh, the like the sword. megalodon? What is that thing? Will knows know. the name of it. Tetra, t- whatever. I'm, now I'm just... Gala, 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 gala. gala. Now gala, I'm just uh, gala, 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 anymore. Human yes. piece of toast In the Telltale here. Jurassic Park game, the similar species was the Mosasaur, but I don't think it's the Mosasaur in this. I think yeah, it's there a, was a Mosasaur in the Telltale game, yeah. Telltale predicted the aquatic park uh, <laughs> element of Jurassic World, though. Fuck. If there's one thing that game got right... It's... <laughs> It's that part, I guess. It's the SeaWorld part. It's, it's the, the SeaWorld part. I was going to ask, do you think right? this is an indictment of SeaWorld? This oh, entire probably. thing? I imagine it definitely, yes. <laughs> yeah, because, oh, well, if it turns out that the Mosasaur actually has, like, a curved fin, and they're oh. like, it never had curved fins 65 million <laughs> years really ago. Dolphins. You have to, re- you have Wait, to so release the, it into the, the Mosasaur, modern ocean. That's, that's well, a water thing? No, I don't, no, that's, I don't know that's the name is. of the species in that one. It's like in the Telltale fucking game, Megalodon, but, Yeah, but it's like, oh yeah, we think these live to be about five to seven years old. Every other dinosaur in Jurassic Park, 75. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Huh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Weird is, they actually live longer in our future time 
in our in the lake we have the him in than they did 65 million years ago. And then they're like, don't a lot of trainers get killed? Yes, but everyone gets killed all the time. <laughs> yeah, look, at it. <laughs> look at it. It's a skyscraper that with That case, that case doesn't, doesn't hold up as well. Uh, this park was founded, in fact, on the bodies of the original staff of the other park from 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Jurassic World's good if there's, like, if there's, like... Here's the other way. Well, no, yeah. just sort of... In the actual Jurassic World, if you're if these kids like go by like the chomped outhouse where the stooge got eaten, and it just has a plaque there where it's like "Rest in peace, stooge" from in Jurassic of. Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like if there's like the fucking if there's Donald the, Gennaro. Yeah, is that his name? It is Gennaro. Gennaro. Yeah. 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 Wow, that was good. Well good I'm pull. glad I I know these useful like things the electrical life. hut. Yeah. R.I.P. So, Mr. Your, Arnold. As far as connections <laughs> to the original Jurassic Park, to your point about Mr. DNA sort of conquering the, the world, or at least the <laughs> universe of this film, uh, the only returning character from the original Jurassic Park is Dr. Henry Wu. B.D. Wong! B.D. Wong in the house! A minute of screen time or whatever in the tour of the original thing. But the all of the part where they show the egg incubators is like... Isn't it in, just on the other side of the wall from the Mr. DNA yes. presentation? So does that guy just, that guy presumably just spent hours every day just listening to He's looping Mr. DNA. Mr. DNA. Mr. DNA is his face of. Right. For so sure. yeah. so yeah. if you have Chris Pratt's character coming from a childhood of Mr. DNA right. immersion and then Dr. <laughs> Henry Wu, who has spent like his professional career Listen. living under the narration mm-hmm. of Mr. DNA. <laughs> right. I think we have two angles you know, I think we have the Mr. external DNA. and the internal. So, so who is the villain of this piece? Because because Chris <laughs> Pratt keeps showing up and is like, Dino DNA, frog DNA, it's full of holes. And, he, and then he's just like, oh. God, if this movie is just those two guys like going at, Wong, what are you what are you cooking up in that lab? My Wong? character's name is Wu. I'm named Wong. It's <laughs> <laughs> very confusing. <laughs> I loved you in Law and Order SUV. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> Whatever. No, the Law and Order about the SUV. about the four wheel drive. <laughs> okay, trucks. Hopefully, when Chris Pratt's character Spin finds off. out about the existence of a hybrid, he says, "My God, they must have found the holes to complete the code." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good. Good. Why is there a motorcycle? I didn't watch the, the whole trailer. I stopped. I couldn't do it. I watched yeah, a that couple gifs. Bad. I mean, it looked. It's it's I my hope that they do show the dinosaur. This one's going what if be? they show the dinosaur at the end? But the dinosaur is actually a, a, a human dinosaur hybrid made from the DNA of Doctor Ian Malcolm. So we then get a sort of Cronenberg the Fly crossover thing, and he just sort of cough sputters. Like this in the gross sort of just he says life finds a way and then he dies <laughs> and a little tear comes out and that's the end. It was alien so, resurrection, basically. Huh? Does Pratt kill him? No, he just could never live because he's just an abomination. He's oh, just dying okay. slowly the entire movie. Actually, he would look the like the, this is just the alien resurrection. Okay, like that's the plot of Alien Resurrection and yeah, the way Alien, the Resurrection Alien Resurrection dies. Oh, really? And it exactly looks right. exactly no, she, like that too. She throws Alien Resurrection. He gets sucked out of the hole on the side of the ship. Right, but she has to like use her acid blood. She, it's the yeah. weird mommy thing and the whole. In Alien Resurrection, they're trying to recreate Ripley, and but there's just like a f- whole laboratory of botched Ripleys, and then she discovers them because she's a perfectly remade one, and then goes in there and uses a like 
blowtorch to kill all of the all or, the abomination or the flamethrower. And but then, her, but there's but, but her, her like son, son, yeah, the the half alien, half human son at the very end, which has a weird face that looks exactly like what you're thinking the half Ian Malcolm, half Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex looks like actually exists in a movie that was released. Well, this is also world. very similar to the Jeff Goldblum film, The Fly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was saying The Fly. Yeah. So I'm going to forcibly wrench this conversation into <laughs> some kind of relevance <laughs> because of the Jeff Goldblum connection and let you know that if you go to store.idlethumbs.net right now, you can buy the stupidest product that we have ever manufactured. <laughs> a Stupidest and best. Stupidest and best product we've ever manufactured. The Cold Bloom, which is an insulated foam bottomed sleeve for your beer or other canned drink beer sodas embryos <laughs> whatever you need to keep whatever cold. you need to keep cold yeah. whatever you need to keep cool whatever you need yeah. to stabilize cool. the temperature of whatever you need to keep jeff 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 cool cold bloom <laughs> mm-hmm. oh i want one store that you, you can have one yes my life is complete they're sensational you know this episode's brought to you by nothing this week except us. It's brought to you, it's brought by, you by the cold, cold bloom. It's brought to you by as a little bonus. If you want to pick yourself up some cold blooms, we are offering our first <laughs> discount ever at the Idle Thumb Store: twenty percent off orders thirty dollars or more with the promo code Cold Bloom. So get a shirt, throw a couple cold blooms in there. Use the promo code Cold Bloom. Promo code code Cold Bloom. Really hard to say. Code Cold Bloom. Code Cold Bloom. Use, use the code Cold Bloom, <laughs> and you'll be able to also view our rejected uh, TV pilot. Code Cade Cold Bloom. <laughs> no. <laughs> code name Cold Bloom. Code name Cold Bloom. Starring Jeff Cold Jeff Goldbloom. Jeff Goldblum as Cade Cold Bloom. As Cade Cold Bloom, a man frozen for a hundred years. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, man, it's, I'm I'm obsessed with everything by, involving by a serial Mr. killer. DNA. But in yes, by Mr. DNA, who did it all. Cade Cold Bloom is the world's best, uh, like forensic investigator and general hunter of oh, the yeah. nefarious. But he can crack up any cold. Place. Also frozen. <laughs> He's frozen because the world's most notorious serial killer is frozen. Oh, that's Freddy true. Freddy Krueger. Freddy so, Krueger. So you're saying he was aware that the world's most Wait, notorious. Is this, oh, yeah. What movie is this? Demolition Man. It's just Demolition Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've never seen that. Ah, <laughs> that's why they didn't pick it up. There's some. We worked hard on this, and someone's like, "That's just Demolition Man." Like, oh. That's you shredding your script yeah, just, for Cade Coldbloom. Yep. Cold case. Cold case. Cold bloom. Gone. <laughs> anyway, but what's still available? Cold blooms at the <laughs> Idle Thumbs store. Store at idlethumbs.net. Twenty percent off orders. Thirty dollars or more. Use it to store your beer that you smuggle into Jurassic World because you'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, this isn't a beer. This is Jeff Goldblum's face on a koozie. <laughs> I'm just a fan of this I'm franchise. I'm a true Clearly fan. Not. True anyway. fan. It's part of my cosplay. This is a short-ass episode. Ready? 26. <laughs> All right, start that over.